You're listening to a Fit Plus Love production. It's kind of like pop art, so I see a little bit also in this, so I see a little bit myself as a continuation of Andy Warhol. But again, Andy Warhol would be celebrities, but he would use these crazy colors and printing. So when I look at my paintings, they're kind of continuation of that. Uh, because and, and I like the paradox also that, you know, for a human to make portrait of machines, me working for machine is a great paradox. And so there's a lot of paradox in my work. And there's paradox so machines are about movement and, and paintings are still. Machines are noisy, paintings are quiet. Also, uh, machines are mass-made, paintings are, you know, individual. So, so lots of paradoxes. So I like to play with that and the color is part of it too. That was Agnieszka Pilat. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative, movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, welcome, and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. I hope everyone had an awesome July 4th weekend, and maybe you're still on vacation listening to this podcast. Hope you had a chance to rest, relax, and see some family and friends and have fun and feel a little bit back to normal. I know I do. I've got a race next weekend and I'm super psyched. But enough about me. Today, I am so excited to introduce you to the talented artist, technological portraitist, Agnieszka Pilat. But first, shout out to our sponsors, Inside Tracker and Alchemine Supplements. Inside Tracker is the ultra personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood, DNA, and lifestyle to help you optimize your body from the inside out. They are my go-to for understanding my inner health, looking at my blood levels, and getting great nutritional insight. Inside Tracker transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science-backed recommendations you need to reach your goals. Take control of your health and wellness. Unlock the power of your potential. Use our code for 20% off. Thank you, MOTM. And of course, there's a link in the show notes. Also, shout out to Alchemind Supplements and Dr. Daryl Joffrey. I am loving the Alchemind plant-based organic protein powder. It has three core alkaline proteins, Sacha Inchi, Pea, Hemp, and of course, it's sugar-free. It's been a great addition into my training and fueling. I'm also using their acid-kicking mineral mix when I'm out on the bike for hydration, as well as the acid-kicking greens in all of my smoothies, and their omega-3 and black seed oil supplements for inflammation and general health. Check out their website, getoffyouracid.com, and use our code MOTM20 for 20% off. Now, back to our guest. Agnieszka Filat is inspired by the portraiture of traditional European depictions of royalty. 
But instead of capturing people, Agnieszka paints the groundbreaking technology and machines that have catapulted our world into the modern age. She arranges 20th and 21st century machines in formal compositions to evoke the power that machines command in human society today. Like royal portrayals of noble ancestry, her portraits conceptually trace the lineage of 21st century robotics and artificial intelligence back to the steam-powered mechanisms of the Industrial Revolution. Needless to say, her work is very forward-thinking and incredibly awesome. On this episode, I chat with Agnieszka about her unique vision where her passion for painting began, the inspiration behind her work, how immigrating from communist Poland to America has shaped her perspective around entrepreneurship and the business aspect of being an artist. She shares her artistic process and syncs up with me about the incredible and challenging realities of forging a name in the art world. We also talk about her super cool apprentice and robot spot that she is teaching to paint. And of course, we talk all about how she's getting her workouts in these days, which is just as innovative as her artwork. I know you're going to love this conversation. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on Apple. It's easy. Head over to your app, wherever you listen, click on the five stars, click on leave a review, and tell us what you love. Also, sign up for our newsletter, The Download. Now, on to my conversation with Agnieszka. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It is so great to finally connect with you and have a conversation. I'm sad that we're on Zoom, but I'm happy that we're able to get together and connect. Um, I'm glad to be here. Thank you. You are such a talented artist. I've been following your work for the past year and a half on Instagram. Where did your journey into the world of art start? Uh, so I came to art actually late. I mean, you know, everyone is an artist when they're children, right? So you yeah. probably were, were doing art too. So we are all, and then we grow up out of it. Right. So... I was artsy in a sense, but, you know, in a very serious way, I didn't get into art till I came to America, which I was already in my 20s. And it's actually a reflection of kind of my, uh, it sounds weird to say these days, but it's a reflection of my really patriotism and love of America. So all I wanted to do is to tell a story um, from my perspective, like a child growing up in Eastern Europe behind the wall in communism and coming to America. And I thought there were some values that, or some perspective that, that could, I could be, could be helpful to show here to the public. And I thought art would be a good way to do it. So it's just a vehicle for me to tell a story, honestly. So what was the first medium that you started with? Sure. Okay. That's a good question. So actually I went to school with one goal and it was to become a comic book artist. So I started very strongly with that. And my, all I wanted to do is to illustrate Atlas Shrugged okay. and make it into a graphic novel. Okay, that was cool. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then I went to school and, and I, uh, and I realized, okay, to be, and I wanted it to be the best graphic novel in the world. So I realized, okay, to do that, I have to become the best artists 
uh, in the world. And that means a traditional artist that's very good. And so as soon as I started playing with traditional big, you know, uh, big canvas and oil and real world, and I realized that comic books are so now digital, I just knew it just wasn't for me. I just I just didn't like to be on a computer. So I chose to go to fine art and tell that story still, but through painting. Right. Your work is sort of a combination of what is traditional, which is probably just the painting part. And then what is super futuristic, which is the machines. So there's this great quote on your website that is to understand the future. We must understand the machine. Is this the core philosophy of your work? Yeah, absolutely. So, so going back to my training, like you said, yes. Yeah, so I'm very. So I was trained as a classical painter, and as a portrait painter. So as, a, as an artist, like the pinnacle of your skill, when you wanna uh, feel like okay, like you have the language, you hundred percent understand the language of painting. It's painting figure. So I, so I became very fluent in painting figure. But then it kind of occurred to me, like, huh, we're living kind of. I'm gonna back up. Portraiture reflects uh, hierarchies of power in society. So when I so so when we when you look around today, it's not the people who hold power, but it's the machine or, or technology. So if you go to a museum in Europe, you know, we will look at portraits of, of uh, religious, of course, and then aristocracy and the Dutch rich merchants and celebrities. And now I think the next kind of historical stage is the machine. So that's why the machine, yeah. So that's why I think it's everything evolves around technology and machines now and, and kind of art just uh, undermines that. The work that you do is bringing those two things together and you work on large scale canvases and are now an artist in residence at the Silver Arts Projects. What's your newest body of work that you're putting out there? So I was very interested in old machines when I first started painting. Yeah. And it's kind of, I think, reflects like growing up in Eastern Europe and in communism and especially the city I come from, Łódź in Poland. There's a lot of old industry, old textile industry. So it's most natural to me, old machines. And then also as a portrait painter, again, you know, when you think about portraiture, like you think about Rembrandt, the best works are paintings of old people. They're not, so old people would be old machines, old technology, not pictures of babies. So now I am actually painting, I'm very, I'm very focused on new technology and of the future, but I, I was having really hard time how to show it because it's like if you were painting, if you're Rembrandt, you're painting a portrait of a baby, it's not going to be a very good painting. So I struggle with this quite a lot, uh, but I think now I'm figuring out a way to tell that story and and that's why, yeah, Boston Dynamics comes in and that's why I'm visiting lots of, you know, cutting edge technologies and uh, painting portraits and telling that story right now. When did you first come to the U.S. from Poland? Yeah, so I came, yeah, in early 2000s. And, and honestly, I didn't really, uh, I was just kind of getting used to living here and just yeah. enjoying it. And I, I'm, I'm like, I love America. Like, so I... Uh, just obsessed with it. My favorite movie of all time, and the movie that I think broke communism is Rocky. Uh huh. Oh my god, I'm obsessed with that movie, and I love sports movies, by the way. So yeah. I'm just bringing it up to your to your domain. Another great movie, McFarlane. Oh my god, about kids running. It's such a good movie. Just, I haven't seen okay. it. Good, amazing. But so Rocky, Rocky, kind of for me, it's like it shows 
what I see in America, you know, the little guy working so hard, the underdog, and through hard work and perseverance, becoming the hero. So, um, so when I first came to America, I wasn't really all that interested in working at first. Right. But, uh, but then I read Atlas Shrugged, which I know is a controversial book. Some people hate it, but don't hate it unless you read it. I loved Atlas Shrugged and Fountainhead. Howard Rourke was such an inspiration. That's great. So yeah, so I read that book and I thought, and I did not know about the book because it was, of course, not uh, in Poland, in yeah. communism, did not want you to read that book. So I read it and I thought, oh my God, it's so great. Why don't I uh, use my talent and uh, show that story in a comic book form? And that's why I, I very, I mean, I went, when I start, went back, I went back to school and I was like obsessed. I worked so hard and I'm still working till the yeah. day as part yeah. So what are you doing at your artist in residence now at Silver Arts Projects? So it's Silver Arts. So I'm preparing. I have a show in San Francisco in the fall. So I'm just working around the clock to create that. So it's going to be a series of paintings, lots of them based on actually my my residency at Boston Dynamics that I'm doing kind of in parallel. So big, big canvases. And so I'm working very hard. My residency is ending at the end of May. I'm really working for the next six weeks. It's just like, I'm tired. It's been a lot of work. What is involved when you're working as an artist in residence? Yeah, so, it's, so it depends on the residency. So, so Silver Arts, so we were like the first co- cohort. And of course, it all started during COVID. Right. So it wasn't exactly what we had expected. I'm extremely grateful for the space. It's an amazing space. Yeah, it looks beautiful on your Instagram. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so great. So it's wonderful. I'm very grateful for that. But the programming didn't really happen because, uh, you know, you couldn't get together. You couldn't really get people in the studio. You couldn't go to shows. So the part of networking that I really counted on, that didn't really happen, okay. unfortunately. On the other hand, it allowed me to really, you know, to be creative, you need a lot of white space, kind mm-hmm. of stuff not happening. You know, as an artist, I hustle all the time. So it's all the time you go to shows, openings, you know, you meet people, there's emails. So it's, so if it wasn't for COVID, I, I had an amazing actual year. 2020 has been super productive, super creative for me because there was nothing else to do. So I'm kind of grateful that's what happened. Yeah. Where's your next artist in residence are you looking for another one how does it work yes so now I am uh, I'm also guest artist resident in Boston Dynamics so I go there quite a lot to Boston when the when New York is gonna end I'm starting looking at companies I'm thinking I really like company called Astra they send to space so that's one place I really like to visit I would like to I'm making some um, I'm, I'm connecting to people at SpaceX. I really want to go to SpaceX. So that's one I want to do. So I might do like a tour and just visit a bunch of companies and maybe choose 10 and just jump around this year. And then uh, they'll, like, book- you'll work with them to create art inspired by the machines that or the technology that they are putting out there. Yeah, so the idea would be to yeah to make a short list, maybe ten, maybe twelve, and make one a painting, one painting at each company, and have then have a show of uh, you know the machines of the future that are taking humanity into a better direction. So I think we need lots of optimism right now. It's kind of you know coming out, and also everything is so virtual. I think it's time to do to be in the real world. So that's why also the idea of like touring different companies. Yeah, that's a good idea. We've all been so inwardly driven the last year and not by choice necessarily, right? So it's like 
now is the time to get out and explore. When you're coming up with the idea for a new series or a new body of work, what is the inspiration? Is ah, uh, so it's always in the background for me. It's always really paying tribute to to just American entrepreneurs and uh, the drive that they have. And I, I first, so this is the first residency I did was at a company called Ridespeed. And that was that's a company that was started actually by a Tesla founder, Ian Wright. He was the original first of the, the, the team of four first. He was on the team. And I was there and and you know being at night, like working late at night and seeing him walking on the factory floor after everyone left. And it was very there was a lot of financial, it was very hard for him. It was just so inspiring. So so I'm inspired by machines, but they kind of represent for me I, I kind of look visually and if something looks interesting that triggers me and then I think, okay, can I show it in an interesting way? Uh, so there's, in, but people are always inspiration behind it. Anytime we want to do something extraordinary as humans, we will, we will build a machine. Tell me about Automata. So Automata for me started when the craze with the NFT started. So okay. the craze with the NFT started and, and everyone's pinging me, oh my God, are you going to do an NFT? And, and are you going to do an NFT? So for me, I was at Boston Dynamics and I and they are they're such celebrity machines so I thought okay I can use that and 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 so very often in life you know something small triggers and then a bigger project comes from it and now so now Automata is a part of a project that I want to build a museum of the future where machines are these uh, hypothetical visitors uh, as AI driven robots that come and they look at these portraits the same the same way we look at portraits of um you know aristocracy so that's the project of automata that's so cool so how far are you along uh well far and not far so i have a lot of content like you uh-huh. but it takes a lot of editing so i have a lot of content and uh i have some paintings and i like building ar in them now so AR at a whole other level. And now, yeah, I'm working with Spot and trying to figure out how to do an NFT for Spot. So it just, so many ideas. I'm just like, my mind is blowing up. So tell me about Spot. That's your robot that is like your painting apprentice, right? Yes. So Spot is quadruple robot or a cowbot. And unlike, unlike industrial robots, Spot is built to exist among humans and in human environments. So that's very exciting to me. So my idea with the tour of companies actually to take Spot with me mm-hmm. and I'm teaching Spot how to paint now. And so Spot wants to kind of go around tour of America and paint portraits of its brothers in arms, which would be other machines. Right. And uh, it's just fascinating. I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with it and has the personality of a dog. And it's really, uh, it's really the best, um, one of the best experiences of my career. It's just amazing. Do you work with technical programmers for the robot or are you doing that also? No, I have, I am not very technical actually. Okay. So I, so so, so the, the guys uh, at Boston Dynamics are helping me and they're doing the programming. And right now I have a, they have a software which they give me a tablet and on the tablet I can draw what I want and then Spot will repeat everything I do. That's so next level and cool. I see on Instagram all the cool things you're working on, including painting for hours, stretching enormous canvases. It looks like a serious workout. 
it's a workout. So actually going back to spot and dosing dynamics. So this week I was painting with a spot on horizontal surface on the floor. Yeah. And and so I so I get get up and down a lot because I, I kneel down to like help it with holding the tool or like to put some tape on. My thighs this morning when I woke up, I could barely wake up because I didn't realize I keep on I could I keep on doing squats all the time because all day I'm up and down, up and down. That's so crazy. it's an amazing workout. Yes. <laughs> Your canvases are so big, they're on the floor and you are painting while they're on the floor. This week, yes, although I do like and I sometimes do like painting on the floor. Uh but yeah, I'm like Eastern European. I don't pay to go to the gym. This yes. is my gym. So I go, I'm very, I'm very frugal also as an artist. So, you know, so I get on a bicycle to get to the studio. Uh, then I work all day in the studio, which is very physical often. And then I come back home on a bicycle too. So like all day I'm on my feet. I really uh, super active. I don't go to the gym. This is my gym really, truly. And what are your, what kind of sneakers do you wear? Cause I see you have some cute sneakers on Instagram. Oh my God. I wear this, I, uh, they called Feyui and they are, I, th- I think they are, um, they are, they are like boxing. Hang on, I'm gonna ch- check the name for sure. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, Feyui. Feyui. And they're cool. They're so yeah. cool. Are they comfortable? They are super comfortable. They are. I think they're either Korean or Japanese. Uh, from uh, uh, they're like for uh, for martial arts. So they're 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 not very big here in the U.S. I saw them. A friend had them, and then I ordered them. Uh, yeah, they're cool. Super cool. They're very light. My feet get hot often and they are kind of light actually. So, I mean, it looks like you're getting a serious workout over there. You have such great style. How do you come up with your color palette? Yeah. So that actually goes back to what was talking earlier, how to represent new technology versus old technology. So when I first started painting new technology, I was using pretty somber palette uh, which was called the Zorn palette, which I use for my old technology. But I very fast discovered if you try to portray new technology, which is kind of teenagers as a very serious objects, they become arrogant and uh, almost hostile. Just like if a person if it was a teenager and they pretend to be too serious, it's kind of like, wow, too goth, just yeah. chill out. Yeah. <laughs> So, so now I look at technology like they're like children. So if you think about the ch- a kid that g- goes into your mom's closet and gets like, you know, high heels that are too big and a big coat and crazy colors. So, it, so I just, I just kind of look at technology in a silly way, because otherwise it just feels again it feels uncomfortable. So yeah, so I choose very, very bright color, very consciously. It's by design. I love the colors that you're using now, the pinks and the blues that I see. They're so pretty. It pops. It's kind of like pop art, so I see a little bit also in this, so I see a little bit myself as a continuation of Andy Warhol. Yes. But again, Andy Warhol would be celebrities, but he would use these crazy colors and printing. So when I look at my paintings, they're kind of continuation of that. Uh, because, and, and I like the paradox also that, you know, for a human to make a portrait of machines, me working for machine is a great paradox. And so there's a lot of paradoxes in my work. Then there's paradox so machines are about movement and, and paintings are still, machines are noisy, paintings are quiet. 
also uh, machines are mass made, paintings are, you know, individual. So, so lots of paradoxes. So I like to playing with that and the color is part of it too. In addition to working with corporations and your artists in residence, what kind of collectors do you have? And are they all around the world? Well, most of my collectors are men, I have to say. Yeah. And I'm happy with it, you know, it's, I'm very happy with it because men, you know, tend to be more technology oriented and they love the, the 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 machine i'm better with private collectors that i am with institutions with quote cultural institutions because you know again my message and it, this goes back always goes back to poland and growing up you know i have a very optimistic vision and i really cherish success i like success and, and a lot of the art world honestly let's face it it's Curators like telling a story that's often a very somber story, and uh, I'm I'm very optimistic, and so so that's why so that's why my collectors tend to be you know executive in the in the in the space of technology CEOs, so a lot of wealthy people. I'm always the poorest person in the room. I, I'm always <laughs> I have great experiences because they treat me very nicely, so I get to do amazing things, like you know, private planes and all that, but I'm always the poorest person. And that's not only among billionaires. Being an artist, it's very hard. So people think I have money falling out of my pockets. No, I don't. That's so, so funny. Um, yeah, no, it's hard to be an artist. I mean, and it takes your whole life to get your work out there. It's definitely, like you said, a hustle. I mean, you're doing an amazing job and networking is a huge part of it. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, and I'm a full time artist. Like, so a lot of artists and understandably have a day job. And right. I, I am not, I'm not, uh, dis, uh, you know, dismissing that. It's important. A lot of famous artists were teachers, actually. Yeah. So be very hard. But like, for me, I don't have another job. So if I don't sell work, I don't eat. It's very simple. And also you have to plan financially, like, you know, one year can be very, very good. And the next year you might not sell anything. So it's very, uh, it's really, uh, it's a very tough life. Amazing, you know, satisfaction from it. But Jesus, it's so hard. Do you feel like growing up in Poland that it's in your DNA to be able to kind of like withstand and live a tough life? Uh, yeah, yeah th there is that. And also there's just gratitude about being here. So, you know, so I get used to good things. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, when I watch interview with whatever they, they um, there was an interview of uh, Prince, whatever. The Harry prince and, the and princess, yes, on Harry. Oprah. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, oh, I poor you. Oh, really? The, the staff doesn't treat you well. Oh, I'm so sorry for you guys. You went to the best schools in the world. And oh, I'm sorry your family is mean to you. It's like, get real. Like, I can end up under a bridge tomorrow. So your, your problem is like, come on, seriously. Yeah, growing up in yeah. I mean, perspective is everything, but I, I do... I do think it was outrageous that people are treated that way. So growing up in Poland and like, and like you know... <laughs> was waiting in line when you were six years old. How did you come here? You know, I came here first on the on a visa to go to E3 electronic uh, trade show. So it wasn't very hard for me, actually. But but again, I come from a perspective. I'm very centered and two feet on the ground because I know how it is, uh, you know, behind the wall. Yeah. What are you looking forward to this year? I mean, besides getting out and going on the road and painting and, and you know, getting more art partnership you know i'm looking I'm, I'm learning the older i get i get really to learn more to be focused on uh, doing the work and not expecting outcomes i became pretty good at it so an example of it would be like you know i i 
for me to go to the studio and put in a full day. That's what I look forward to, to th that process, living your values. And so what, so it's important for me, and as opposed to like thinking, okay, I might do, oh, I'm gonna create something great today. So I think a lot of stuff actually, I learned to not plan, not yeah, like even the show, like I have a show in, in the fall and it's really amazing, uh, but I, I learned, I'm very conscious not learning to get my value from outcomes I cannot control. So that's really important to me. Yeah, that's that. huge. I mean, that's really important when you're an artist or anything, when you do anything. It's like you, you have to get the value from what you feel like you accomplished inside. Anything, anything. Yeah. So just having your yeah, strong values. I read to so one of the biggest thing I cherished this year was, so I discovered meditations, Marcus Aurelius. And so I almost make a, uh, I made a ritual of reading it pretty much every morning, just one page. And it just really so grounding and beautiful. So that's kind of like a COVID leftover that changed my life. Like I really am a huge believer in, in good habits. Yeah. And sports, of course, I mean, I wish I had a habit uh, running every day in the morning. Like some people I know, you, no, no, that's a great, that's a great habit. Now feeling well, as you feel well, you can do work well. So it's very important for sure. I am sure that's great for your artwork and painting. I noticed you paint on so many different kinds of surfaces. What's Alabond? Alabond is a piece of aluminum that's uh, put between two plastic sheets. And that's good. So, so I like canvas because canvas is uh, easy to transport. Right. And, uh, and there's something just traditional about it. So like, I, I like the fact that, you know, because I'm thinking about painting about technology and machines, I like using the old language to tell that stories, kind of like uh, Miranda with uh, Hamilton. I think what Hamilton makes so exciting is that the jazz of new music with old ideas. So for me, the same with painting. So that's why I like using canvas because canvas is a very traditional old medium to tell a new story. Then uh, board is very good because uh, the painting won't crack as fast as on canvas, uh, but then to sh ship it, it's, you know, it's heavy, it's big. So, so that I love that. Uh, Alubond is probably the best one because it's, yeah, it's pretty light uh, and it's supposed to be aging well. And I like to painting on hard, hard surface so I can do a lot of, you know, squeezing and pushing into the canvas. I, I, I don't like like the spring uh, that much. Has. And so are you experimenting with any new materials this year or any new kinds of mediums? I am. And I'm sorry, it keeps on bringing me back to Spot, but I'm teaching Spot how to paint and Spot the robot. And that causes me to, to yeah, experiment with all kinds of new things. So for example, this year, I so with Spot, I'm using oil sticks mm -hmm. and it's super fun. It's big kind of, there's like chalk, but it's actually oil. Uh, so that's a new, they have like cool uh, texture and spot is not so good about dipping paint in a brush. So that's what, so, so I'm actually use a lot of oil sticks this year. And, uh, but other than that, you know, I, I think, well, AR, so AR augmented reality. How are you whole, doing that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so it was inspired yeah, by being uh, at Boston Dynamics. So I went there with an intention to just paint a painting, a portrait of spot. But then when I saw, the dog go up and down the stairs. I was like, okay, I need to honor that movement. So I, I, I recorded it and I edited it and I used an app. There's an app that allows you to overlay it. So now when you look at the camera with uh, at the, at the painting with a phone, uh, animation kicks in and you can see spot go up down the stairs. So, so as, a whole new 
So it's a whole new it's a whole new type of media for you. Like you're taking painting and digital yeah. and mixing it together. That's exciting. Correct. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you think you're going to go next? What city? So I'm going to go probably might go to California. You were there uh, before, like... right? You were in California when we met. Yeah. That's where you were in San Francisco or? Yes, correct. And I still have a small studio in San Francisco and I still have a studio on an aircraft carrier in Bay Area on the USS Hornet. Cool. So I have a studio there too. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I probably like I'm thinking about Astra a lot, which is, yeah, which is in Bay Area with the rocket, because I think about machines also painting machines is like, for me, they represent our desire to be heroes, heroic. And when I think about machines like rockets, like SpaceX or Astra, it's, a, it's about superhuman machines. So I might do that and then kind of think about the theme of superheroes. It's very American. I like that. Very comedy. So it's kind of my comic book background. So I'm looking at something flying, maybe some drone company also that interests me too. That's very cool. What's your dream machine to do a portrait of? Well, definitely SpaceX uh, rocket, for sure. That's very high on my list. In fact, I just pinged a VC friend who didn't know to get back to me. So by the way, I get a lot of rejection also. So people say, oh my God, so she's hanging out with billionaires, so cool. I get rejected on a daily basis. So I learned to no ego, just put up with it and keep on asking. So I just, I'm very anxious because I, I, I texted him yesterday and it was very informal and I didn't hear back. So now I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, but I'll get, I know I'll get there. So it's just, uh, so space is very high on my list right now because Elon Musk is a little crazy, a good crazy. I really respect what he did, how much value he brought to the world. So that's very high on my list. Does travel ever inspire you? Like when you're like in different cities besides the machines that are there? Do you want to go to space? You know, oh my God, I applied. So there is a program. So there is a, a, a Japanese billionaire who bought eight who bought eight tickets on Elon Musk's rocket that's gonna go around the moon in 2023. And they and I applied, and they're gonna choose eight artists by the end of the the month. I'm gonna know by the end of April. That's so, so that cool. kind of travel. I know it's like and like they should choose me, of course. Who could be better? Yeah, but. I don't know, of course. I'm trying to keep my expectations low, but that's very exciting. Travel, you know what? I'm one of these people who could work themselves to ground. I take pleasure in just in just working. Uh, I think I might go, I, I mean, Poland is important to me because that's where my mom lives. So I go to Poland uh, and I, and you know, and snowboarding, I used to be, be very big on snowboarding, actually, Tahoe, I like Tahoe, my mountain. But I did break some bones, hit some trees, broke my wrists. Uh, <laughs> great sport, though. I love it. The Silver Arts Studio looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, no, it's so, the space is so big. Uh, we had, you know, we've been, I've been working the whole year and, you know, and artists and nobody ever, there was no positive test. And there is technically 20 artists there, but, you know, working maybe eight, really, a lot of people because of COVID. So it's such a space that you you are socially distanced. There is like no other choice. It's, it's a very big space. It's like, it's like a city blog. It's huge. You sound like you are not your typical artist where you have a really good sense of business. You have a good balance, which it sounds like you do. Yeah. 
Yeah, I have no choice and it's great. And you know what, as much as again, like as an Ayn Rand kind of person that really I believe in again, entrepreneurs and, and, I, and I really uh, self-reliance very important to me. That said, the fact that I have a lot of, you know, followers, a lot of young artists from, you know, from, from around the world, for them, I think it's, it became very important for me to inspire people and to have that back back and forth, that back loop feedback from them. It, it's just really very important to me. So that's why, you know, the technical stuff is all great, but at the end of the day, uh, just, uh, yeah, showing people that, you know, if you have endurance, uh, I, I like a lot of sport, actually sport metaphors yeah. so for me. My career is like a, is like a marathon. It's not like a sprint. Right. And a lot of people who get into the art business, they they are very focused on uh, intensity, but they don't understand it's about endurance. So I really like talking about this message, and I on purpose will show it's Saturday night and I'm working, and people are out and drinking because uh, you the high you get from working hard and seeing results, there's nothing like this in the world, and it's true in sports as much as in the arts. Yeah, I mean you do the work and hopefully you see the results. At least you see them yourself, but like, you know, hopefully there's like a bigger reward beyond that if that's your goal. This is great. I had so much fun. I did too. Where can people find you? Like where can they buy your work and do you have a a gallery? I do have galleries that represent me, but people can go to my website. But again, because it's it's such a, I look at this, it's such a service. My clients tend to be just, do you also do prints? I do sometimes print, do prints. I don't, so I, I probably should do a, a release of prints because that's kind of more affordable and everyone can get. Paintings are expensive. So it's a very small market at the end of the day with paintings. Yeah, another thing that I think like I really want to do more street art. And, and so like, so yeah, I did one, just like one campaign. It was very small. I just started off with Spot and the campaign is to adopt a robot. And it's kind of humorous in a sense that, you know, yeah, adopt Spot. Spot costs like, with the arm that you need is like almost two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like it's an yeah. to adapt. But I think, yeah, I think about again. I believe the technology. I'm very gun ho on technology, and so yeah, to build this positive relationship with these machines, uh, yeah, like getting them out of the street. So people, I don't want people to be afraid of technology. We have to really embrace it because it's coming. There's no other choice. Right. Uh, it's so much fun. It just, yeah, they're just great. Making our lives better. Yeah, I agree. So you would do street art. Where did you do something with Spot? Outside or? Yeah, I did some posters in New York. There was a little company in New York and San Francisco and in uh, Florida. Cool. So, uh, so there was like the first series and yeah, I need to get back to it. It's so much fun. When you do street art, it just becomes such an ownership of the city. You look at city totally different and become totally shameless and bold and like, and some great relationships came from it. Like I would put a poster on someone's like storefront, which is not very nice, I admit. And they will text me, email me because I have a website and they're like, how dare you? Who are you? Why would you do that and destroying? And then I'll get back to them like, I'm so sorry, but really I am that person. I have another Instagram. And then they will invite me over. Oh, come over. We love it. We get more prints. (laughs) So it's super fun doing street art. Really super I'm a diehard New Yorker. Like when the shit was going down, I was here going down with the shit in the city. So I was here in the winter biking on the in the bike in the snow. 
I love it. Oh my God. You feel so heroic. You're like, oh my God, look at me. I'm so tough. Biking in the snow. New York, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yes, correct. It feels it's so way. true. Yeah. No, I love it. I love this. I love America incredibly as an, as an immigrant from Eastern Europe and New York in particular. It's just an amazing place. Yeah, cool. Well, this has been so much fun. Thanks. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. I'm so glad you were able to be on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, MarnieOnTheMove1 at gmail.com and let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of, If you have questions for our guests, just reach out. 